What's up, everybody? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 205 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. It's been a little bit of time since... I've taped a, a like a new premiere episode. So for those of you who are here for the midnight premiere on Adobe Radio, thank you. I know it's nice and late. Unless you're on the West Coast, then I guess it's 9 o'clock, so it's not crazy late. Straddling these time zones, it, 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 it's just the bane of my existence. It's very difficult. Thank you for joining in. Now, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, it actually took me a couple tapes to get the intro down. But you know what? 2020 is a fucked up year. So if the worst thing going on right now is that I'm struggling to tape this episode, I, I guess I'm doing okay. My guest here today is is a dear friend, and he is no stranger to the podcast because he is part of the Spinning Thoughts team. He recently was just on the show to do the very first ever Metal Thoughts Takeover. It was a lot of fun, not enough fun to allow another takeover just yet. We'll We'll get there. Uh, if you want to listen to that episode 203, it's available on all podcast platforms. I want to say hello to my dear friend, somebody I haven't seen for a long ass time. And to be honest, I don't even think it's due to COVID because I felt like I barely saw you before it. Hello to my brother from another mother. <laughs> Jay, what's up, dude? Dude, what's going on? <laughs> uh, dude, seriously, I haven't seen you in forever, man. It's I just like, been... you're... what's going on? I can tell you exactly when it's been. You were out here in um, in January, and we um, we laid down some some epic stuff that we were going to build on, and you're right. blew up social media about it, and then nothing. Yeah, you're happened. right. I mean, we I really put a lot of time into editing a video. I think that yeah. we took that was just a bunch of nonsense too from that fun endeavor. It's really the story of my life. It's getting people really hyped up about things that are never going to happen because I just lose focus and move on to the next thing. It, it vibes with the aesthetic of 2020, does it not? It's the most 2020 thing that's happened in 2020. There's a lot of things I want to talk to you about. I feel like just on a personal level, you and I could talk way more than what this episode will allow for, uh, let alone what's going on in the music world, uh, specifically in the metal and hard rock genres. So, I'm going to make sure that we stay on a timeline of some sorts here. So to dive into it, I actually want to uh, bring up a big name here. And and you and I have texted about this, but I feel it's worthy to talk about a little bit. Corey Taylor, who is uh, obviously crazy well known for his uh, lead role in Slipknot and also in Stone Sour. Corey Taylor just recently, I guess created a solo project with it, it to me it sounded weird because i guess i just assumed like stone sour was a solo project but it's not like this is actually uh, the moniker is Corey taylor that is the the band i guess it's just him but like i have so many mixed feelings about this jay and i i feel like you do too um just to give some info so uh, there's a new album from Corey taylor cmft it's dropping october 2 via roadrunner a big big time label a lot of heavy uh, mainly all heavy bands there's two singles so far that have been dropped jay what the hell is up with cmft must be stopped and <laughs> what's that ha- what's happening with this first off you know what cmft means right because i didn't get it Corey, like i read motherfucking taylor yeah i didn't get it until i read about it so it went right over my head 
um, if that's what he was going for. Listen, so I've got very different opinions about the two songs that have come out. Um, CMFT Must Be Stopped is, they're hailing it as like a rap, rap rock anthem. Um, it's over the top. It's got um, that Tech 9. Um, I think he's a DJ. He does a lot of heavier stuff, but I think he's like a DJ. Um, you Dude, know, there's a lot of to lot just of interject. To song. just interject, like the vibe that I got from it was—I don't know if this is a knock. I think it is. Um, it, it just felt like Kid Rock, man. That's all it felt like. Yeah. Uh, and I—I I don't know if that's a knock. Like if if I was 12 and you said it, it wouldn't have been a knock. Like that was that was what was going on at the time. I was all about it. But like looking back on it, um, you know, I. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that song particularly. Now, I'll tell you that I had a very strong opinion positively about the other single, Black Eye Blue, because um, it's really, it gives me that Stone Sour vibe. Like, it's got, it's a little more arena rock. Yeah, it's but still heavy. Here's but my question, because I have to bring it in because you mentioned Stone Sour. This is no different in my, and you know Corey Taylor and his, you know, varying endeavors much better than I do. But from a newer perspective of just last year falling in love with Slipknot and knowing for a while I don't like Stone Sour. Why do Corey Taylor, and and you've alluded to me in a text that he may not be doing Stone Sour anymore. Why it, this just feels like a name change. I don't feel anything different with Black Eyes Blue. It's definitely better than CMFT must be stopped, but his vocals aren't any heavier than Stone Sour. Now the right. solo in that's fucking killer. It is killer. The guitar I, solo I really is like awesome. That song. Here's what um here's what's weird about it for me though, because I love I love Stone Sour. Um, but what what really freaks me out is right before the day before I heard black eyes blue right like literally the day before it, it came out and it was released i read this interview from corky taylor um you know they were talking about like the hostile environment of slipknot when it first came out and, like how just like big and epic and just explosive and you know that band was over the top and they did some sick stuff um but he said he was always ready to go back to that and i'm trying to find the quote um, I'm always ready to bash my head against something like that. I don't need the tension or the drama, but I'm always ready. Um, he said it's not dark enough for him right now. It's not heavy enough for him right now. And he's always ready to bleed for it. Like he made it seem like, hey, listen, Slipknot's not heavy enough for me and I've got to push forward to the new project. And then in the same interview, he said that Stone Sour was going to take a hiatus. They've, they've accomplished what they can accomplish. And I, I kind of agree that with that to a level because with a band like that super successful they've got a successful frontman that was actually his first band that they revisited after um Slipknot had a couple successful albums but man i'm sitting here thinking this is gonna knock my socks off this is gonna absolutely shred and then it's kind of like stone sour light yeah and so basically here's my question to you on this topic because uh, just quick side story you know i was doing my day job one day, believe it or not, I, I do. Um, and I, I work with college age students. So I, I, a college age student and I were in my office and I had this song playing, um, black eyes blue, the, the second pre-release single from Corey Taylor. And this individual said they really liked the song and they wanted to know who it was. And I said, well, do you know who Corey Taylor is? And they said, no. And I said, do you know who Slipknot is? And they said, yes. I said, well, this is the, the front man of Slipknot. And they couldn't believe that this was the same person. But to me, 
my question is going to come to you in a second. To me, I totally hear Slipknot in this. I mean, when you look at um, their last album from last year, um, the the course the courses are just as heavy and anthemic and as strong as a Slipknot chorus. And really, if for me again being a newer Slipknot fan, their last few albums have just felt like they're not as heavy. There's heavy elements, but like the choruses really stand out as catchy, melodic, and and like you you remember them. That's all that this feels like without the anger, without the masks, without right. the theatrics. And so my question I pose to you is this. Is Corey Taylor, somebody who is maybe one of the best in rock or in music right now, vocally and dynamically, is he capable of creating another endeavor I I don't like. Can he without it ble- bleeding and blend and, and sounding just like Stone Sour or or Slipknot? What else is there? And that I mean that's that's an incredible point. I think that what happened um, because Stone Sour was trending the opposite way, right? So Slipknot was really heavy, and they're they're kind of tapering off because I think the dude realizes that he really likes to sing, right? Um, and he's really good at it. So you would never think that from the first three or four albums from Slipknot. That this and just to add to house. that, also, you and I talked in the Metal Thoughts Takeover or in another episode where I was dis- – it wasn't in that one, maybe an earlier one – where I was disappointed in um, Nero Forte or whatever, that song, where mm-hmm. they we saw a live performance for the first time like it, over in Europe. And I was telling you how disappointed I was in the performance, and Corey Taylor um, sings the chorus, doesn't scream it. And I was like, wow, how disappointing. It's like he's choosing to sing, then scream. Yeah. And I, I think that's what it's all about, though, right? So he had, you know, they were super heavy on the way, not on the way down. I don't want to make the new Slipknot's just every bit as good, in my opinion, as the older stuff was. But there's a lot more singing now. You look at Stone Sour, they were getting edgier. They were kind of pushing the envelope. Um, and there was a lot less of that. And I think when I read some of the stuff that led to CMFT Must Die, um, you know, or Must Be Stopped, I guess, and some of the reasons why he said he was doing a solo album, it seems like he's always losing compromising with control, right? And it seems like he just wants to make an album that he controls. I, I guess that all 11 of the songs on the album are things that he's pitched to the other bands that he's been a part of, and they said, no, we can't do anything with this. So he pitched them to a couple other bands, people that he's friends with, and nobody ever picked them up. Um, so he really wanted these to see the light of day. I He's been doing you know, acoustic solo shows for a couple of years now. I don't know that he's going to have four or five albums in his solo. Um, you know, this might be a one-off in his repertoire. It might just be that, Hey, I have all these songs that nobody else wanted and I want them to see the light of day. That's what this is going to be. I mean, at the end of the day, he's older. People remember him and know him and want to know him as the masked motherfucker, you know, from Slipknot I think that I actually think that somebody of his caliber when he sees that not as many people are into Corey Taylor the solo artist as they are Corey Taylor from Stone Sour and Slipknot I I bet you he starts to put more of his eggs into those baskets but we'll end up seeing what it is I mean so far so good but for a big name like Corey Taylor I don't know I guess I was just hoping for something a little bit more we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight eastern on Adobe Radio Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We're here with J-Bone Matthew of Metal Thoughts, 
And we're about to drop here uh, on our website, thespinningthoughts.com, a, a really killer review of an insanely killer album that Jay just wrote, just listened to, that just released. The album's called The Sinner from Kill the Lights. Now, this band, they've been grinding for a few years from what I can tell, but they only recently came across my radar about a year ago with a few like one-off singles and then like a really random EP. Nothing felt like that it was branded in my opinion well enough to like really stick or to focus on I really liked individual songs but then all of a sudden I'm seeing fearless talking about talking about this album from kill the lights and I'm seeing singles that I remembered seeing or hearing before that that almost feel bigger and better and then accompanied by (laughs) a fuck ton of other great songs so Jay you just wrote this uh review on the center from kill the lights it just dropped August 21 via fearless Tell me some things about this album. You're like going as far as saying this is going to be potentially top three uh, for album of the year. And you're also news to me that there's some big names in this band. I thought that they were just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. So a couple of a um, couple of big things. So uh, first off, the, the guy behind it all um, is is Moose from Bullet for My Valentine. Um, he was their original drummer. And listen, I, I hate to compare bands and I, I really try not to throw it out in, in reviews and things like that, but Bullet For My Valentine has such a distinct sound. Um, you know, they get lumped in with a lot of other metalcore bands, but um, something about Bullet For My Valentine has always been unique. And it wasn't until, you know, unfortunately it wasn't until I listened to, um, you know, Kill the Lights that I realized that I think it's the drumming. I mean, this dude is intense and I feel like he's hitting a constant double bass and he's just, he's like animal behind the freaking drums. He's always hitting something and it's always moving and it pushes everything, um, you know, kind of forward. And I knew that he was, you know, one of the biggest names and one of the best drummers out there in, in the, in the metal world, but just listening to kill the lights and hearing that come over and hearing what it did for this, for this set of tracks blew my mind it was awesome um but the front man the lead singer um is jordan i'm sorry is um james clark who's from the band throw the fight um throw the fight was kind of on kind of on the cusp of of getting really big a couple of years ago um there were a couple of songs that they had singles released that were getting getting a decent amount of airplay um you know i i don't really listen to anything except for the heavy stations on on sirius xm but I believe that they even had a couple of singles that made it like to rock radio and, um, you know, local stuff in, in some bigger markets, um, you know, really good band. And this dude has an awesome voice. Um, you know, I'm not as familiar. Um, one of the, one of the guitar players is from the band still remains, um, you know, which is, which is huge. Um, but I, you know, it just seems to me like you've got all these different styles that came together and you've got that, that drumming, you've got the incredible vocals, but man, the guitar work on this absolutely shreds. And I know they weren't the first, you know, Avenged Sevenfold wasn't the first band to do the, the dueling guitars, um, you know, kind of when, when they solo in, in unison and different sorts of things like that and have that harmony. Um, but they do a lot of this on the record and it just, it throws me back to some of the classic A7X kind of stuff. It's phenomenal. This album blew my mind. And the best part about it was, wasn't something that I was expecting. It wasn't something, you know, literally you texted me and you said, Hey, I, I've been listening to this. You should check it out. 
and I listened to about a half a song and I was like, yo, is anybody on this? Is anybody reviewing this? Is this something that's, that's out there? Cause I need to, I need to dig into this. Um, I listened to it probably five or six times in a row and man, I haven't stopped. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's one of those albums that is just a beautiful listen from start to finish, but the opening like three tracks are definitely like some of the standouts throughout the entire effort and are just fucking badass. And I, I in your uh, review, and I'm just, I'm not looking at it, and maybe I should, but you even mentioned, I think, The Faceless, which I want to say is track two, being almost like mm-hmm. a thrashy kind of punky metal. And it is, and it's so different from uh, the opening track, which, what is it, Shed My Skin? I'm going off memory here. Um, yep. So it, it's dynamic, dude. This album crosses a lot of different fucking boundaries. And I, I think you wrote in your review, there is a song that's, completely clean like every um every metal you know hard rock band uh, i prevail did it um with what hurricane it was like their song do you know what i mean um wage war did it with um uh me against myself uh you know what's really funny is that off the top of your head you could think of the i prevail song but the wage war song kind of kind of got away from you well when every song is epic and perfect it's hard to remember their titles um from wage war um but here's the thing it's kill the lights has all of that like between wage war um and i prevail and there's heavy in there too i mean the 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 vocals the screams are not just like you know a standard maybe screamo band scream or like a very deep heavy metal it is like a lot of those and everything in between i was really impressed and i was also shocked that i was the one who had to bring it to your attention um and so with that jay actually i feel like this band is going to go under the radar until this album really sinks in with a lot of people because it caught you off guard it caught me off guard uh, we have our finger on the pulse so i want to give a taste of this band to uh the listeners here of spinning thoughts and i'm gonna put you on Thank the spot God they're on fearless yes exactly you know what i'm saying we could play fearless anytime we want as much as we want and because of that i'm also on the spot gonna give you the ability to pick the song that we listen to off the brand new album the sinner from kill the lights so jay what's it gonna be you know, I and why? I hate to I hate to do this with the like the lead single, um, you know, the one that's out there. Because you like, don't like to face. do that. You've mentioned that in other reviews that you don't like to like call out the the, the like the pre release lead singles is your favorite, but you're doing it often now. Listen, here's well, and I, let me explain that too. I think because bands right now are doing such a better job of not being stuck in a silo. And I wanted to say this when you were mentioning earlier with those other bands, um, but listen, you're not getting albums that are released anymore because things have evolved. You know, for a while, Avenged Sevenfold, um, to name drop again, was saying that they might never release another album. They might just do a, a loaded single that has two or three tracks and do that every time they have music because people don't consume albums like they used to. The other camp of thought with that is what the... I prevails and the wage wars and the kill the lights and the trivium album was a great example of this. People just aren't being locked into one subgenre of music anymore. You're getting these 10 to 12 very diverse tracks. Um, and <laughs> maybe I do say it more often than I um, would like to. The reason that I typically don't like to shout out the, the lead single or what, um, cause it's getting shoved down your throat somewhere. If you're going to hear of a band, um, you're going to hear the, the song that's being released, that's being marketed and things like that. 
Um, not that Kill the Lights isn't being marketed, but I haven't seen too much about it. So I haven't seen the faceless pushed um, too much out there. And, and the faceless just has a cool story because that song was the first one they recorded and they did it on their own and it got like millions of YouTube hits. And that's how Fearless found them and said, hey, listen, we, we've got to have you. We've got to soup you up. And real quick, they did it. And real quick, they made an album from it. And real quick, they're going to be the smart ones that got that pulse a little bit before anybody else did and, and pick up on this awesome band. So um, to me, The Faceless is my personal favorite song on the album. I hadn't heard anything, not, not to wash my hands of um, continuing to say that I'm not going to shout out the lead single, but I hadn't heard any of them before I listened to the album and it's the one that stuck out to me. So I think it's well-deserved. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We've been talking about Kill the Lights and their brand new album, The Sinner. We're going to listen to a song off of it right now. Everyone, this is The Faceless from Kill the Lights.
So you just finished listening to The Faceless off the brand new album, The Sinner, from Kill the Lights. You can check out Jay's review of this album on our website. It is available now, thespinningthoughts.com. So as we mentioned, Jay, you're saying that The Sinner could potentially be in your top three, maybe top five, I think you said in the email um, when you sent the review to me. So that kind of got me thinking of... A myriad of questions uh, surrounding this particular topic. Uh, between like, we're, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Basically, you're going to choose between the year of 2019 and 2020 so far. Oh, okay. What What is better? Like what year is better in the question that I'm asking you? Because I was thinking if Kill the Lights, the Sinner is in your top three right now in 2020, I was thinking to myself, where would it have landed in 2020 or sorry, in 2019 releases? And I'm not asking that question, although it would be a good one. So we're okay. gonna we're gonna dance around that question. These are don't go too crazy with the long winded. There there's a few of these, and I just want to get a vibe of where you're at. So again, comparing new music in the hard rock metal genres from 2019 and so far in 2020. What year is heavier? 2020. Really? Yeah, Can that's... you give me one example, like a, an album or a band that makes you say that? Yeah, you know what? I've really, really been into. Um, if we're talking about August Burns Red, gonna, yeah, August Burns Red has been fantastic, and I love that album. But um, when I when I compare where I see my top ten last year from this year, um, you know, the, a lot of great releases that were super heavy from Avatar and Trivium and oh. In This Moment. Um, Dude, just, it's interesting that you consider Av, and I know that's because you're a true metalhead. But when I and we, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but like. I don't consider an avatar heavy. So avatar is not um, typically the last couple albums they've had have been really mellowed out. Um, but this, um, you know, their most recent release is one of the heaviest albums that I've heard in a long time. Really? Um, yeah. Clearly man, I was. haven't listened. Clearly you haven't. And I wasn't going to call you out on it because. Well, no, that's um, what you're you know, here but... for. I mean, I, <laughs> When I edit the reviews that are sent to me, I do listen to the album as I'm reviewing it. So I did listen to the album, but I, clearly I wasn't paying. Like, we're talking, like, heavy, deep screams and stuff? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter Gatherer was, um, and I mean, it's in one of those. So I, I, I said the quote that I gave you for Kill the Lights was that I think that it could land in the top three. Um, and I, I kind of gave you a peek behind the, the curtain is to, to what the other ones maybe were before that. Um, and I got to tell you the, the odd man slash woman out at this point, unfortunately it's going to happen to him again. I feel like in this moment held strong all year being my favorite album. And then towards the end, there were these couple of really heavy gems that just came out of nowhere. We're going to, I actually want to hear from you more on what you think your top five and whatnot is. So we're going to dive into that here in a moment. So I don't want to get ahead of these questions, but so you're saying that 2020 is heavier than 2019 so far. Yeah. What year has more commercial appeal? 2019. Can can you give me an example? I prevail. Yeah. I prevail. Um, Slipknot. So Slipknot has a weird commercial appeal. Because Slipknot grabs people that like are really into metal, and then it grabs all of the people who really want to pretend that they're into metal, for lack of a better term. Me? Um, 
<laughs> well, no, not you, because you appreciate it. But even bands like, you know, Crown the Empire had a really good album that came out last year that was more of the I Prevail, like not quite as heavy um, in a traditional, like, screaming and, um, you know, kind of just overly heavy. Um, there, there was a lot more, um, like, of Mice and Men, and Earth and Sky was their heaviest album. Yeah. But they lean more, they have some commercial hits, they have some like you know arena based um as much as i hate to say it even i the mask from in flames yeah. had some big like arena resounding things that, that happened there just say um, yes or no on this do you think that that dissonance you're saying 19 had more commercial appeal do you think that covid is playing any role in that at all i think that it gives a lot of people the opportunity to go back to their roots um you know like like avatar was a very heavy band and they did they do a lot of the theatrical stuff they're over the top um and i think they got um you know they, they changed step they evolved um because of a lot of the really cool like artistic things they had going on but i felt like when they're sitting at home and they have nothing better to do than write an album because there's no non-stop world touring they got back to it and just wrote a heavy album um when i think about commercial appeal though the only the only caveat that I have for that is 2020 owns the newest Ozzy album that had Elton John on it and had all these big name appearances. Slash was the guitar player on the record. Yeah. You know, um, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Duff McKagan. So you've got the the star power and the album that people waited decades for that came out in 2020. But I think um, your run of the mill, how albums feel, um, a lot of the a lot of the marketable stuff came in 2019. So 2020 might not be as marketable, but it is definitely heavier. All right. So what year had bigger name releases that may be a, a little bit of straddling that commercial appeal, but what, what year had bigger name releases? I, I'm going to go with 2020. Um, you've got Ozzy Osbourne. Um, Trivium has become a band that has earned that, that big name. Um, in this You've moment, got, August Burns Red. Right. Um, you know what, though? When I look back, and I didn't bring this up in commercial because I, I tend to try to – I love this music, but I tend to stay away from it. Hailstorm, Lamb of God. I'm just looking. Had, sorry. 2019 had Shine Down and Breaking Benjamin and um, a lot of the, the big crossover bands that are still considered hard rock. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe – I don't know, Balance and they had all the big names came out in 2019 in that kind of hard rock sphere. And then in 2020, you've got Ozzy, which I personally think trumps all. Um, Metallica came out in 2018. So they like at the very end in like December. So they just missed making 2019 the definitive answer. But I think this one's probably a push. Okay. What year had more diversity in its releases? 2020 um because not necessarily from a release to a release but we're talking there's a lot more diversity like i like i alluded to earlier within releases in 2020 and that seems to be the the thing that's coming out of out of quarantine is people are willing to take a risk people are putting out a lot of unique covers a lot of um different things you know avatar had the heavy album um trivium experimented with a lot of really cool stuff on on their new album um kill the lights i think really stands out when you kind of pull that album apart um but it has been 
a lot of covers, a lot of acoustic stuff, a lot of just off the wall stuff that you don't normally equate with metal. And I think not even album to album, but even within an artist portfolio, we're getting a lot more diverse here. What year pushed the genres of hard rock and metal forward the most? I want to say 2020 for the same reason that um, I said 2019, but we're not your kind is something that I think is still making waves. Um, you know, it's so out there. I, I have to believe that not touring makes it a lot harder for anyone to really be making waves right now, so to speak, um, because you're not getting your stuff out there. So I kind of feel like a lot of stuff in 2020 is being held back on. Um, and 2019 didn't necessarily get the, the chance to promote, but they had more of an opportunity and more of the lasting effect at this point. So right now, 2019, but ask me again in 2021 when we've got some semblance of normal. What year had more disappointing releases that were hyped up? Ah, uh, disappointing. Oof. Like an I actual was, album that released, that dropped, that was marketed, that was pushed, and you listen, you're like, whoa, that sucked. So, not that sucked, but for me, <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge In This Moment fan. And there were a lot of really cool things on the most recent album. And I have waited since the last album, which wasn't everything that I expected. The marketing for this one has been... Um, that it was their heaviest album ever. And a lot of people are using the moniker. This is the heaviest ever. Um, and then when it's not, it just kind of kind of doesn't sit well with me. So there were a couple releases like that in 2020 that just were really good releases in and of themselves. But I was just hyped up to think that they were something different. And then it just kind of sucker punches you. I got two more for you on this topic. What year houses your favorite albums so far? 2020. Really, you're saying so far 2020's albums are more of your favorite than last year's. So I keep a, I, because of, to make my life easier in December, I keep an ongoing top 10 list throughout the year, right? So as soon as I've heard pretty much the first album that I hear in a year ends up as my number one album. And then through there, as I dig into things, as I give them, you know, releases come out, I slot things in and push things out. Um, so right now I technically have a top 10 though. It's incomplete for 2020. And I actually, before we started talking, compared the two side by side. And I think 2020 wins in just about every, just about every facet there. Okay. All right. And we're going to jump back to that top 10. Maybe if, if we're feeling frisky, maybe we give a forecast and see where you're at now and we'll compare later. But the, the last question I have for you, um, on the comparison of 19 and 20 is what year will end up the strongest. There's still time in 2020, and I'm actually going to ask you a question here, so I don't, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but you know, I, I'm curious if, if there's any other releases queued for 2020 that you're stoked on. Don't go there yet, but considering that uh, uh, potential, what year is going to end up the strongest, do you think, 19 or 20? So I think that 20 is always going to have a bad stigma. Um because of where we're at um you know i think but put it to the side in the actual releases that have been pushed out some have been pushed back and some are just indefinitely not releasing but those that actually go to market 
what's going to be the better year? I think it's going to be 2020. Okay. I think 2020 on the whole right now, I think that it's, that it's been better. The, the top, the top half of it, I think is better. It's not as deep because people are sticking their toes in the water and deciding whether they want to jump in or not. Um, but I think that from quality of things released and think about the other things that it does too. I mean, you've got, I mentioned earlier with, um, you know, kind of some, some covers and some collaborations and different things, you've got a lot of people doing things that they didn't necessarily do. So it, it's evolving, it's changing. People are having fun with, they're making lemonades out of the lemons that they were handed. Um, I think that you're going to see a lot of new stuff come out of the, the downtime, so to speak. Okay. Well, with that then, what I want to do, and just so everybody listening knows, what I did is you were talking there. This is no fucking joke. I ran out of the studio, went to my refrigerator, and grabbed a White Claw, and just picked up right where you stopped. So I know what you're talking about. I do. Um, as you Can you hear me opening it? I heard the pop. It's a black cherry for those who want to know. I want to ask you here as we're starting to wind into the back end of episode 205. And by the way, most of everything we've talked about, like in terms of releases in 2020, the Amity Affliction, August Burns Red, um, In This Moment, Trivium, Jay has reviewed every fucking one of those. So if you want to know more about them and dive into these releases and these bands more than what we're talking about right now, Go to our website, thespinningthoughts.com. You can find all that's free music content. There's a bunch of shit there. Go check it out. I also, when I can, and, and it's not happening as often as I would like, but I'm going to pick it back up here. I do audio versions of most of the written reviews for those of you that are as lazy as shit that don't want to go and read it for free on our fucking website. I go and, and tape this for you, and you can find that on all podcast platforms. And again, that's free. So... There is no excuse. Jay's been working hard, and there's more to talk about here in 2020 for releases. But, Jay, you teased it. Why don't we go here quickly um, for as quickly as a top 10 can go? We're going to have you on the record. I mean, you have an actual top 10 right now for 2020 releases? I do. Start with it 10. ended tomorrow. I know where it would be. Start with 10 and just give me um, – if I have questions on them, I'll ask them. Don't give me too much on each, though, because remember there's 10. We're All right. limited time. Right, We're limited on time here. So number 10 is one that you actually mentioned, um, and I hate to have it so low because it was a great album. I don't want that to be a reflection, um, but 10 is August Burns Red. Okay. All right. Well, you you know what? You haven't talked as much about that comparatively to others, so I, you know, I, I think that's okay. I am going to critique, obviously, as we go. So number nine. Yeah, obviously. Um, number nine, I have uh, the new one from the Amity Affliction. Okay. Interesting. I actually, would, I, well, I would just argue from the way you've talked about them that I would actually see August Burns Red go above the Amity Affliction. I mean, it's that, we're, we're splitting hairs here at nine and ten, but still, right, right. I mean, I know that there's like a huge burden to not be like number one on the Metal Thoughts top ten. I, they're probably going to be pretty upset about that hair that we're splitting here, but well, dude, um, I have a fucking huge hair that I'm going to split with you whenever you don't mention a band, and I know right now, I wish that I could tell the listeners so I could prove that I know that you're not going to mention it, but you'll hear it. Um, unless you want to put down the phone, you promise not to listen. I'll say what band and album that I think you're not going to mention that's going to piss me off that is so going to be in mind. Will you put the phone down for one second? Yeah, I will. And do not listen. I promise. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Put it down. Okay, so the band is Barry Tomorrow, and the album is Cannibal. So, Jay, if you can hear me, I said it. All right. You did you, not hear it, you promise? 
I did not hear it. All right, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about this at the end because this is a bone I have to pick with you. It's going to be the 2020 wage war, I promise you. What's number eight? Number eight is Lamb of God. By the way, there's a review as I'm drinking my White Claw. I thought you were going to say more. There's a review that Jay wrote from uh, the, the new album from Lamb of God. It's not up on our website yet, so I don't even know the album name. Uh, <laughs> but it's coming up this week, I promise. Uh, Jay, what is the album name? You don't know it either. <laughs> I'm frantically trying to... You know, um, for everybody listening, before we started taping, Jay goes to me, Hey, you know, this is going to be a unique <laughs> taping because I'm... Normally, we call it riding with J-Bone because he's always on the move, always in the car. Jay actually has, like, some time off and is at his house in his office he's telling me before we hit record yeah this is gonna be great you know i'm sitting in my office i have like four fucking screens i'm gonna be like fact checking and looking stuff up jay we're talking about now me just uh, just reviewed jay what's the album name nothing we get nothing so it's lamb of god um which makes you feel even stupider about it it's a it's a rare self-title 20 years into your career unbelievable you know yeah dude this is why i love you it's just everything comes full circle with you it's 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 really uh-huh. great and the moral of the story is thus spinning thoughts.com you can check out the self-titled album from lamb of god the review from jay here soon what's number seven who number seven is slaves yeah um, th- dude that could be honestly a half of a podcast episode talking about them and what's going on with them their album seriously um so I God, and I want to talk about it, but we don't have enough time. So let's move on. I, I right that, there with you. It's another time. Jay wrote an album review on it. So again, thus spending thoughts if you want to check it out. What's number six? Number six, and I'm gonna get a real lot of shit for this being so low, but the top five are so near and dear to my heart. Number six is Ozzy. You're not gonna get any shit from me on it. I still haven't listened I'm to not, it. I'm you have still haven't listened to it. <laughs> I'm begging you. I am begging you to just take like while you're editing this episode, while you're drinking your next white claw, whatever it is, just listen to a, <laughs> like half of it. It's not really even all that long. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna listen to it before 2020 ends. I promise. All, all right. right. So we got your your, your back end of uh, the top ten. What's what's in the, the top five? Top five is asking Alexandria. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm just surprised. I forgot about that release. It was so good. All right. Number four. It was so good. Number four hurts. Number four hurts me a lot. Mm-hmm. But as of right, I'm, the top four are going to be fluid. This probably isn't going to how they're, how they're going to land. And who knows? Something else might surprise me. But right now, right now at this moment, at number four is in this moment. I'm okay with that. The same thing happened to him two years ago. They were like riding at number one. There are a lot of really good things that came out of that album. I just, I was promised the heaviest thing that they've ever done. And it, I didn't get it. There were two really good toughers. Um, there are a couple of just awesome singles that are going to come out of it. But if we, if we are really going to split hairs though, this is technically a 2019 release. So, I mean, it was recorded in 2018. I don't know what, the deal. They had a headlining tour branded around this thing in 2019. I know, and they did the tour. Yeah, so th- this was a 2019 release. Again, again, we're splitting uh, really tiny hairs now, but you know that's. Listen, just... if I could find a reason to wash my hands and take it completely off of um, 
my 2020 list completely just so that I didn't have to put it outside the top three and potentially the top five, that would actually make me happier. Well, because this is one of those bands that like, I just, it hurts me that it's not my favorite album of the year because overall story of things, they're probably one of my three favorite bands. All right. Well, we're, we're on the number three. So what is the top three albums then? Let's go with number three. It has time to move up, but right now, number three is still the lights. I honestly, right now, there's two left. I uh, I guess one's gonna have to be Avatar, which is gonna not piss me off, but like, I'm guessing one's gonna be Avatar. I don't, I really don't know. Um, if it's Avatar and Trivium, that's gonna suck. That's gonna be really disappointing to me. What's what's number two? It's Avatar and Trivium. Is it really? It is. <laughs> I don't know why that's so disappointing. It's probably disappointing to me because I'm not a metalhead. And th- like those two bands, at least I think Trivium has been around for a long time. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I feel like Avatar's at least been in, in, in the scene or whatever metal people call it uh, for a long time too. Um, but for some reason, those two are just so underwhelming to me as you're one and two. And you also did not say the band in the album. I knew you wouldn't that that I said to the listeners. Do you want to know what it what is? What did you say? Do you want to know? Um, hold on. I, I'll give you a I hint. You, I know. I'll give you a hint. And this is also a big reason why it's going to piss me off that it's not in your top ten. I've told you twice at least to listen to this band. And this album, and that it is absolutely one of the best albums of this year. It's going to be, it, it. I, last year for the first time, separated my album of the years. I did one for pop punk and alternative and one for metal. If I were to blend those in 2020, this would be in a top four or five situation for me. And I guarantee, here's why it's going to piss me off. I guarantee you didn't listen to it. Because if you uh, did, you know it I- would be, it would be in your top five. I know it. Was it Crystal Lake or Cannibal? Can, uh, well, the album's Cannibal. The Barry band Tomorrow. is Barry. Barry Tomorrow. T- yep. Have you listened to it? I have. So you're now I'm even more disappointed. You're telling me you've listened to it and it's not in your top 10? This is the wage war of 20 fucking 20. And if you don't, if the listeners don't know what I'm talking about, go back a few episodes and listen to um, mine and Jay's episode rounding up uh, 2020, uh, 2019 releases and just the the in every episode that you and I have talked to uh, talked in since we always bring it up is this wage war fucking bullshit from 2019. If you don't know what I'm talking about, figure it out. This is that Barry tomorrow is that for 2020. Is it not? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to I have listened to the album probably twice at this point and I like it. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's very. If you want to make it the wage war of 2020, I'll tell you that I I liked it in the same way. Um, you know, I really liked the album, but there were ten that I just felt were stronger, and it's on my list somewhere. Um, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I know it's a little bit late, and I usually like to be timely about these things. But since are you going to review it? I'm going to go and I'm going to review it. So okay. I'm going to give it the four or five listens that it takes to review something. I'm going to tear it apart. I'm going to get into the psychology. I'm going to get into the backstory. And we'll see if it lands on the top 10. I didn't do that with Wage War. And I've regretted it because. (laughs) But if it makes you feel better about it, I'm going to go back. I'm going to dig into it. I'm going to review it. And I'm going to give you a huge shout out in that intro paragraph. Now, this this is not a Metal Thoughts takeover. And if it was, a great follow-up question that you could ask me would be, Angelo, 
Now that we're talking about Wage War and Barry Tomorrow, what album between the two do I would I like better? Like if it was released in the same year, that would have been the the, the question to ask. Because I have talked about Wage War nonstop. How does Pressure weigh up to Cannibal? How does Pressure weigh up to Cannibal? How do you think it does? In my, how do you think I think it does? See, by the way that you're talking right now, I think that it's probably better. But you wouldn't fucking know because you haven't listened to Cannibal. I have. You haven't given it everything, Jay. Listen, I'm going to give it a better effort, but I will tell you that um, I did. I liked the Wage War album, and I feel like you're going to say that it was better just because I know that you like to be a dick. The, the the that part of me wants to say it was better, but honestly, to if I was being honest, uh, Cannibal is a huge run for its money. But you know what, Jay? We'll let you figure that out. Everybody's heard it here. Jay has committed to giving a full on review of Cannibal, the latest album from Barry Tomorrow. So, thus spinning thoughts is where you will find it when we get it up. Jay, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, just for time's sake here, as we are right here at the end, um, and this has been an awesome conversation. I really like some of the questions that we, uh, discussed. I, there's some Jay, I know you brought up that you wanted to talk about. We, the inverted, uh, pyramid, we discussed it. We're just not going to get to them. We're cutting it. Is there anything else that you would like to add or say here for episode two zero five of spinning thoughts? Um, yeah, you know, just right now, check out the, uh, the millions of covers going on. Um, there are a lot of really cool, really intense covers out there. Um, really quick, if I've got two seconds, some of them include a really amazing country cover for some, from some Instagram dude of Slipknot's Duality. Chris Cornell did an awesome Guns N' Roses cover of Patience. Um, that Go Chase song, somebody that I used to know, Three Days Grace covered it, and it's fantastic. But I got to tell you, the best cover to come out of quarantine is probably the devil went down. To oh Georgia, my God. As covered by Nickelback of all bands, because it is the heaviest fucking thing that I think I've ever heard. I have no shame in saying that. I really, really like that song. And that is a whole, you know what? I'm actually, I'm ashamed that that wasn't a topic for today. We have to actually talk about the psychology behind that song being released because the fact that it is by, uh, you know, covered by Nickelback inherently is going to diminish its value. And that sucks because it, it really does. Is, it is it so is good. Really fucking good. I've seen, I've seen Charlie Daniels live in concert within the last decade. And it was an amazing experience. And he, you know, played the devil went down to Georgia. This is everything. This cover is everything that you would want, especially like uh, after the recent passing of Charlie Daniels. So, Uh, Definitely check that out. This is a topic we'll have to hit up uh, next time. Jay, I want to thank you so much for giving me time here. You actually have some time off. So it's even more amazing. It's It's even more valuable. It's been amazing. And it was great to spend some time with you, though. Oh, my my friend. It is always a pleasure. We will do this again. Jay Bone, Matthew, thank you for being here for episode 205. Thanks for having me. Peace and love. Once again, I want to thank my guest, J-Bone Matthew of Metal Thoughts, for being here for episode 205 of Spinning Thoughts. Make sure you go to adobe.com slash vote so your voice is heard this election. Just fucking vote. 
We're on all social media at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com, and we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. We'll see you same time next week. Until then, make sure you share music, spread love.